When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Please welcome the 2021 U.S. Open finalists. Two teenagers, the qualifier from Britain, the giant slayer from Canada. 13 minutes in, they have settled in. Extremely high quality to start such a big match. They can both play offense, they can both play defense. Second break for the Brit, and she steals the first set. Are you kidding me? And the Canadian gets a boomerang break in the second. Just like that, stops the momentum for Fernandez. Converts for the fourth time. She can see the finish line from here. It's not her choice. She has to be bandaged up. Emma Raducanu authors one of the most improbable tennis stories we have ever seen. A star is born in New York. Emma Raducanu making history. Playing her first U.S. Open wins her first major title. The first qualifier to ever win a Grand Slam. Didn't drop a set over 10 matches. We may never see anything like this again. Made her WTA main draw debut three months ago. Won her first hardcourt match three weeks ago. Now she is a major champion as we welcome you to this special Women's Championship edition of TC Live at the U.S. Open. Steve Weissman, alongside Hall of Famer Lindsey Davenport, coach for the Stars, Paul Anacone, and we've got a reporter on site in New York at the site, Arthur Ashe Stadium. John Wertheim as well, going four wide for this championship edition of TC Live. Talk about a teenage dream. We truly have never seen anything like what Emma did today. No, it's been just a remarkable story to follow for it really since Wimbledon started and she gets the wild card, gets the round of 16. But her path at this U.S. Open, how unexpected? She was the 31st seed in qualifying. We've never seen anything like it. And even when she got out of qualifying and, and made her way through the first two rounds, it was really that third round win over Cerebes Tormo where we really started to take notice. She only lost one game, but I don't know if anyone thought that she could win 10 matches, 20 sets, and didn't lose one. Out of uh, Outrageous. Yeah, amazing. How about only one set where it got to five? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that was in qualies. Yeah, just unbelievable. And, and for Fernanda, she did such a great job. She, she was the, the giant slayer, right? She did an amazing job. I got to be totally transparent. I've never watched a match where I have so badly wanted a tie in my yeah. life. Yeah. I mean, these young women are so refreshing. They're so good. They light up a crowd. They light up a tennis court. And you said it on, on air, Lindsay. They can play offense. They can play defense. They compete. I mean, it was a treat to watch. Incredibly poised on and off the court. John, uh, you were there. Tell me, what was the atmosphere like? It was unlike any atmosphere I've ever seen at a big match. I mean, there was just such a joy that, that radiated throughout this stadium. They, they were chanting Emma's name. I mean, last night, Novak Djokovic plays. It's the cusp of history. It's five sets. It's physical. 
that felt like almost a different sport, judging from the crowd response. Today was just sort of a pleasant, joyous, you know, this is why we play sports. And I may not have heard of either of these two women before the tournament, but this has been really fun. And I think a lot of people sort of went on this ride with Emma. It, it was really a wild atmosphere. They were, I don't know if you could hear her. They just stopped. They were chanting her name. She didn't know how to react when she won, and she was signing autographs. It's really much different from when a Titan, when a Serena, Roger, Rafa, Novak wins. This is a completely different energy. Women's tennis is in good hands. Here is how it happened. The first all-teenage major final this millennium and the first unseeded major final in history, Lindsay. You got the 19-year-old Layla Fernandez of Canada against the 18-year-old qualifier Emma Raducanu of Great Britain. Yeah, you always look at the beginning of big matches to see how the players react to the situation. And Steve, both of these players were ready, had their game faces on. And really, right from the start, the level of tennis was off the charts. It was Raducanu who was able to get the first break of the match. But credit Fernandez for coming back and breaking the very next game. These two were absolutely ripping the ball and hitting big targets. And it was such an interesting battle of who could take over a point first. Both these players scramble well, and it was just sensational in that first set, Paul. It was fun to watch the roller coaster ride, right? With young players, you wonder who's going to have the emotional fortitude to do it. Well, they both had to adjust in this first set. And at 3-3, love 30, that's when Raducanu was in trouble but played a good game to get out of it. A little bit more offense toward the end of the set. But I was so impressed with how they both reacted to the environment and what a high level of play with this much pressure. I did not expect that at all. They are truly great players. So Emma Raducanu, I mean, that's one of the first times we've seen her really light up the crowd as she takes the first set, 6-4. John, both of these players, New York has loved Emma. They've loved Layla. Who are they rooting for more on site? I I think after the first set, there was sort of edge of, wow, she's one set away from winning this thing. And it was a very competitive first set. I I think there was a little bit of concern. Well, they've never been in this position. Would it be nervy tennis? This was a real battle. I mean, 28 minutes in, it was only two all. And the crowd was pretty evenly split, but I think there was a sense of, this girl who came through qualifying is one set away from having her name engraved on that plate. And after the first set, I, I do think some of the support went to Emma. Because remember, there wasn't anything. There's not a lot of track record here, not a lot of data points. I mean, this was pretty much pick, pick a side either side. But it's not as though the fans had a long history with either player. It felt like to me like their charisma was so much uh, and so bright that whoever got a lead, I felt like the New York fans were going to be like, okay, let's let the other one get back in so we have a battle. It sounded a little bit like Fernandez started to get the fans behind her in the second set. But again, it was captivating tennis. And for me to see such a high level by two newcomers in a match like this, of this magnitude, to me it was astounding. And the biggest thing was, you you never know on, on the big points, how are these players going to play? And it was Raducanu who was able to step up to the line, start ripping her ground strokes. Time and time again, we saw that forehand up the line, the big weapon of Raducanu. She was willing to go for the big occasions. It wasn't easy for anyone to really push Fernandez back in this tournament. In that first set, Raducanu was able to do that. So that was 19 sets in a row for the 18-year-old. Could she complete it in the second against Layla Fernandez? Oh, I, I was wondering who was going to take the momentum after that first set. Would Raducanu start to think about the victory line at all, or would she stay with the business at hand? Both players, it was more of the same from the first set. Offensive tennis reactions, 
counter-punching and punching. But I was so impressed with Raducanu with returns like that, not afraid to get up inside the baseline, Lindsay. She was amazing. And this is a huge point right here. Guess is right to pass for the break. Yeah, I got down 2-1 and then able to win four games in a row. But Fernandez had the momentum, and Raducanu had so many break points. Every return game she was in, a lot of them slipped away. But she kept staying positive and then trying to close this match out. Had a couple of match points at 5-2, wasn't able to break. We get to 5-3 and then skins her knee right when Fernandez gets break point. Yeah, blood coming out of that knee. And the rule clearly states if a player is bleeding, the chair umpire must stop play. And the sports physio must be called to the court for evaluation and treatment. Leila Fernandez, uh, not pleased with the situation, yeah. but this is how it ended. What courage there to go for that serve. She had been serving the Fernandez backhand so much, but pulls back an ace out wide on the outside. Only her second ace of the match, and that won her the title. Ranked 150 in the world, she is now a major champion. Emma Raducanu talking during the trophy presentation. I think it shows that the future of women's tennis and just the depth of the game right now is, is so great. Um, I think every single player in the women's draw definitely has a shot of winning the t any tournament. So uh, I hope that the next generation can follow in the steps of some of the greatest legends, for example, Billie Jean right here and uh, everyone, everyone that's <laughs> at the top of the game right now. You got Billie Jean King there, she had the queen. The queen literally gave her a shout-out already. Uh, which of these stats stand out to you? Oh, you thought it could have been the break points that really determined this match, but it wasn't. 14 slip by, but Emma Raducanu still getting four breaks of serve. First serve points one. That was the big difference, getting more free points on that serve. And so it was Emma Raducanu able to come through. 23 winners. That forehand was absolutely incredible throughout that match, was ranked 338 two months ago, winning the U.S. Open, John. She gets inside the top 25 in the world. This, this is something we have never seen in our sport before, a qualifier coming through and not dropping a set on the way to a major title. I've just never seen anything like this. I, I don't know if you guys uh, want to jump in here. We've, we've had young players win. You know, we, we saw... When, when Rafa Nadal won the French Open for the first time, he was a teenager. He was picked to win. He was the favorite. He already had such a track record. He'd beaten Roger Federer. This is just unprecedented. And yet, go look at her set scores. It's not as though there were fluky wins here. I mean, this was just comprehensive tennis through the qualifying draw. I, I've never seen anything like it. The other thing I think we ought to point out, this is a player who got to the second week of Wimbledon, and the crucible of pressure got to her, completely understandable. For her to come back in her very next major after that experience and run the table like this is just extraordinary. I mean, we're, we're sort of out of adjectives because we've just we, we've never seen anything like this. I don't know if we ever will again. Yeah, we may not, but we'll certainly see more of Emma Raducanu. Uh, let's take a look because we've been talking about this, Paul. The road to the title for Emma Raducanu. I mean, this was going through qualifying. This, this doesn't even show the three matches that she had to play to get to the first round. Exactly. Her road was more of a highway. It was so long because those three extra matches. But John talked about the score lines. Look at these score lines. I mean, it is comprehensive tennis. Rarely do you see anyone play this level of tennis all the way through, let alone a qualifier, a teenage qualifier 
Lindsay, I think she lost like one, I mean, one set. She got lost five games. Is that it in qualifying? We go back to the second round of qualifying. Yeah. <laughs> that was the toughest set score-wise that Raducanu faced. But, again, it, 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 she played Shelby Rogers right after Shelby Rogers had beaten Ash Barty. And Shelby Rogers maybe was a little fatigued. Okay. Then faced her first top 20 opponent in Belinda Benchett. She'd never played anyone in the top 20 and is able to get through that match in straight sets. And then, of course, Sakari. Truly, we kept thinking, okay, the next hurdle is going <laughs> to get tougher for Emma. The next one. The, just didn't happen. She had never played somebody in the top 40 before the U.S. Open and then comes through and does what she has done and joins this exclusive club, Teenage Champions at the U.S. Open. Our Tracy Austin, who did it two times, still the youngest champion ever at a major at 16 years old. But Emma puts her name amongst the illustrious Hall of Famers and future Hall of Famers. Yeah, if, if you're Emma Raducanu, you look at that list, you're a little bit overwhelmed. I mean, that is our royalty of tennis right there. And Raducanu, now just 18 years of age, has a chance to add more in her teenage years. But so special also, the first all-teenage final since 1999. And Hingis and Serena, I mean, it, it's pretty remarkable what these two young ladies did this fortnight. And, and the youngest to win a major since Maria Sharapova did it in 2004 at Wimbledon, I mean, you think about this history, Paul, and this really came out of nowhere. I mean, the beginning of the tournament, we say, all right, who, who are our picks to win? Emma Raducanu wasn't a, even a thought. She wasn't even in the main draw before. <laughs> I mean, she was playing qualifying while we were trying to figure it out. And, uh, look, it's just incredible. Things like this don't happen. We just haven't seen it in so long. And for me, as, as a tennis fan... It's refreshing and it's amazing. Uh, not only the Emma Raducanu story, but for Fernandez as well. I mean, to see what she did and to see th- those two young ladies light up a tennis court, not only with their charisma, but with their play. The level was great. And, LD, I was surprised today in the finals. I honestly thought somebody was going to be real shaky. No, not at all. No. It was unbelievable. Exactly how they handled the moment in the beginning. And they maintained that level throughout. And they showed it after the match as well, John. I mean, we heard from Emma Raducanu, and we're going to hear from Leila Fernandez later on TC Live. But her speech, uh, maybe the best runner-up speech I've ever heard, John. Hey, keep in mind, too, I mean, these are players outside the top 50. It's not as though they have experience on these occasions, even at smaller events. So uh, I I think there was a lot of high-level tennis. I think it was a bit of a relief as much as anything that there wasn't. This wasn't a nervy first set. This wasn't a nervy match. And then you can see how the crowd, I mean, you, you could see how both of these players sort of intoxicated this crowd. They're so likable, so poised, so sort of mature beyond their years. Um, again, in, in a strange way, if, you, if you'd said two weeks ago, we're going to have two players outside the top 100 in the finals, you'd say, that, that could be an interesting tournament. And yet everyone is leaving here with a smile. Yeah, the headlines are fabulous. And if you want to watch the match in its entirety, Tennis Channel's premiere of the women's final with Brett Haber and Lindsay Davenport on the call follows TC Live. A lot more still to get to on our post-match show. However, more on this match plus a preview of tomorrow's men's championship. An array of Americans looking to take home doubles titles and the best of the best from an amazing U.S. Open on the women's side. Well, we are just 24 hours away from potential more history. Can Novak Djokovic complete the first Grand Slam in more than three decades? You're watching TC Live at the U.S. Open. Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You can money with Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Uh, 
gorgeous sunset in New York City. Tennis.com, more than just a website. It's your home for the entire sport. Get breaking news, real-time match scores, player profiles, and more. Right now, Joel Drucker writes a beautiful tribute to his tennis superhero, his brother Ken. A reminder, the Tennis Channel premiere of the women's final is coming up next following TC Live, which returns tomorrow after the men's final, and you can see that match at 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. When we come back, two more teenagers looking for a title in New York City. We're going loco for Mick Coco after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Championship Saturday at the U.S. Open. TC Live rolls on. Lindsay, Steve, Paul, John, no Ringo, but plenty of stars, let me tell you. Gen Z is having a glow-up at the U.S. Open this year. The teams just hit different. We could have every major title on the women's side taken by teenagers. Coco Golf, Katie McNally, combined age 36, looking for their first major title. This was the semifinal yesterday against Gabby Dabrowski and Luisa Stefani. Did not end the way anyone wanted. No, it was such a phenomenal match as these two great teams just going after it and love the doubles that was being played. Poaching, covering the middle, and then this happened in the breaker. Really tough scenes. Ugh, Luisa Stefani goes down, hurts her knee. We finished this point, but that was the last point that would be played. Tough to see. Stefani, former Pepperdine star, won a bronze medal for Brazil in the Olympics, was having the best season of her life. Put out a statement after the match, going to the hospital. She was okay. Tore a ligament in her right knee, had to be taken off in a wheelchair. So certainly Coco Goff was in tears after the match. She certainly didn't want to win that way as well, but Coco Goff... And Katie McNally moving on to the final. They will take on Sam Stozer and Zheng Shuai, the 2019 Australian Open champions for Stozer. A victory would bring her second U.S. Open doubles title 16 years after winning here in 2005 with Lisa Raymond. So looking forward to this one coming up on Sunday. The men's doubles final yesterday, Rajiv Ram, Joe Salisbury playing 2016 U.S. Open champs Jamie Murray and Bruno Suarez, Paul. Oh, this was a great one to watch. A lot of fun. In the first set, Murray and Suarez did a terrific job. Jamie Murray all over the net, as usual. Did some great bump lobs to get uh, that first set in the first break. Uh, very aggressive tennis. Lots of crossing. And guess what Rajiv Ram did next? Just hung in there and started to figure out a way to win. These guys started playing some terrific tennis after the first set. Really ramped it into overdrive, up 5-2 here, 40-15. Ram was all over the net. Salisbury did a good job serving and moving. Third set, we thought, was going to maybe be a coin flip, but no way. Ram and Salisbury were aggressive the entire day. After the first set, they got totally outplayed. They switched the confidence. 
and off they go. Just another title for Rajiv Ram and Joe Salisbury. Nice, huh? Second major title as a team. They won the Australian Open in 2020. 11 and 1 since Wimbledon when they reached the semifinals there. Took the title in Toronto as well. And then how about this one? Salisbury could add another doubles title today. All former college tennis players in the mixed final. You've got Juliana Olmos of USC, Marcelo Arevalo of Tulsa, taking on Desiree Kravchek of Arizona State, and Salisbury of Memphis, John. That's Kravchek in the pink shirt and shorts. And I ask you guys, who's won three majors this year? Well, Novak Djokovic, as we know that. You know a second person? Desiree Kravchek. She's with Salisbury. They won the French. Then she played with Neil Skupski at Wimbledon. Won that. And here they are in the finals of the U.S. Open. They took the first set 7-5. And this was really nice stuff on, on both sides of the court. As you say, Steve, good advertisement for college tennis here. But Desiree Kravchek from the desert, from the Palm Springs area, played at Arizona State. She wasn't even on their top doubles team. But she is getting it done as a pro and now has a third major title in 2021 and you're not alone Novak. That's right three in a row she will go for the Desi Slam in Australia forks <laughs> up Desiree Kravchik I mean that's that's good stuff. It's awesome stuff and everyone at home college tennis hmm. college is a pathway great to see four collegiate players out there playing for a title awesome. We're gonna see the Katie McNally and Coco Goff going for their first Grand Slam title on Sunday. That's going to be awesome. The Bryan brothers, they were there in person to present the men's doubles that trophy. That was great scenes also. And Joe Salisbury, the first guy since Bob Bryan back in 2010 yep. to win both the men's doubles and the mixed doubles. All good stuff. When we come back, it's the countdown to a Grand Slam. Novak Djokovic on the verge of history. Our experts tell you what he needs to do to finish the job. Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. Welcome back to TC Live at the U.S. Open. Emma Raducanu, the first qualifier to ever win a major singles title and the youngest woman to win a major in nearly 20 years. Straight sets over Layla Fernandez from a first major title to the last step before history. Yes, it has. We'll just get the feeling a new star is born here on the ATP Tour. For the second time, Novak Djokovic is the Australian Open champion. The third major for Novak Djokovic. So Novak Djokovic writing quite a little history for himself here in Australia. Never doubted. Fifth Australian Open for Novak. It's Djokovic again. It's a half dozen for Djokovic down under. In the clay of Paris. A fourth Wimbledon crown for Novak Djokovic. What a ride it's been for Novak Djokovic. As complete a performance as you'll ever see. Djokovic tastes the grass for the fifth time. Djokovic still reigns in Australia. 18 overall. Novak Djokovic comes back from the break. Novak Djokovic has turned the greatest race in tennis into a three-way tie. All 20 of Novak Djokovic's major titles, and you see it right there. All knotted up with Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal, the Grand Slam title leaders, Pete Sampras there at 14, Rod Laver, 
who has two Grand Slams with 11. So eight of those coming in two seasons. Looking to break that three-way tie. And this is what he has done, Paul, so far this year. That's been so amazing. And Novak has won four tournaments. Well, guess what? Three of them were majors. It's just been an incredible run. He's been so dominant for so long. And to see him rise to the occasion and fend off the pressure in these moments with all that's at stake, for me, that's what's been most amazing. We know he's a great player. But when you get to the level where he's at now, even Novak and the all-time greats, when you start chasing stuff like this and you see him not flinch mentally, that, that's incredible. And he's done, it, he's done it the whole week here as well where he hasn't looked great at the beginning. No problem. Hit the reset button, calm down, think about what's going on. And that's the cushion of three out of five sets in the men's for the great for the great ones. I think it's a big cushion. Uh, yeah, that's what he has been able to do at the Grand Slam events. Lindsay, you've seen players, singles and doubles, been so close. Yep. One step away from a Grand Slam. What is the pressure that Novak Djokovic is facing tomorrow? Yeah, I, I mean, a pressure none of us can really even possibly fathom. I mean, Serena in 2015 came the closest, and we thought it was a foregone conclusion when you went into the semifinals to play Roberta Vinci, to play Flavia Panetta, but it was the pressure that got to her. And I remember doing an event with the Bryan brothers and also Gigi Fernandez. Both, all three of them were going for the career slam in doubles, and all of them predicted that Serena would not do it because the pressure was so overwhelming. The thought of accomplishing something so big in our sport truly is too much to overcome. And, I mean, how much credit can we give Novak? Because for six matches, he's looked just fine. He hasn't cracked under the pressure. He's been so focused. And I loved his quotes the other night after beating Zverev. I'm going to play this match like it's my last match, all in. I mean, he knows what he's playing for, and it is not hindering him. I think it's this vintage on-brand Novak. He's found this very nice balance between sort of a reason and spirituality, and he has not denied this. He hasn't looked away. He, he knows what he's playing for. He's embraced it. It's funny, Lindsay, I was talking to the Bryans yesterday, and they said, look, even this, this many years later, they still remember how absolutely paralyzingly nervous they were when they came here to the U.S. Open trying to win the Grand Slam. There, there were two of them on the court, and they weren't also playing for this 21st major that would vault them ahead. I mean, this is it's completely unprecedented. And I think Novak, you know, six-sevenths of the way is really to be admired for the way he's found a very nice balance between he's not swaggering, there's not overconfidence, but he also, he's not denying how momentous an occasion this is. One final hurdle for Novak Djokovic, and that will be the two-seed, Daniil Medvedev. Uh, they have faced off in a final before. Here are the semifinals. Starting with Medvedev, who beat Felix Ojealiasim in straight sets, fought off two set points in the second that changed everything. Said after the match, I don't think I played my best. So he's got more left in the tank for Novak Djokovic. Paul, he's only dropped one set on the way to his second U.S. Open final. Yeah, I think that that's really important for Daniel Medvedev because he's coming up against Novak Djokovic pretty fresh and that you better be fresh if you're going to play Novak three out of five sets he had that little hiccup in the quarterfinals uh Lindsay who did he beat in the quarterfinals yeah yeah and anyway he won <laughs> seven five in the fourth and uh, he got a little bit dodgy at the end but did a nice job for Novak Djokovic it took five sets to beat Alexander Zverev for the 10th time this year and fourth straight time at the U.S. Open Djokovic had to come back after dropping the first set he said, like Lindsay said, I'm going to treat this next match like it is the last match of my career. He is one step away 
from completing the Grand Slam five-set win over Sasha Zverev. As you take a look at his path, and Lindsay, he's only the second player ever to earn four victories from a set down on the way to a Grand Slam men's singles final. The other guy, Quincy Shaw, did it in 1889. Yeah, we'll have <laughs> to see what Novak has left in the tank. That semifinal match against Zverev. Obviously tough physically, but also emotionally. Novak was rock solid at the end, but he has been on court over five hours more than Medvedev. And you want everything as full as possible for a Grand Slam final. Interesting, though, Medvedev never has been able to beat Novak in three out of five. That is a huge advantage to Novak going into the final. Yeah, and this was one of the times where he lost to him in three out of five, right down in uh, Australia in the finals. And this is when we weren't sure how healthy Novak was, right? We remember the muscle tear that he had in his stomach. He had some battles. I wasn't sure what to expect. Played a great first set, won a tough one, 7-5. And surprisingly after this, it became more and more about Novak Djokovic up at the net, dominating from there. He was able to push Medvedev around. From the back of the court, returning big up the middle like he does and owns the patent to that. But really, I think it was a really a great dominating effort from Djokovic at a time where we all thought, hey, this guy's really hurt. Well, guess what? He wasn't very hurt because he played stellar tennis. And three out of five sets, that's the challenge for Medvedev. In New York, Novak has been on the court about six extra hours than Medvedev. And you don't know how the mental pressure is going to wear on him. It didn't wear on him in Australia, but maybe here just a touch. This was less than two hours of work, and this was a record ninth title in Melbourne for Novak Djokovic. John, how can Medvedev change the narrative on Sunday? I think best of five versus best of three is a big factor. I mean, this, this is not the worst matchup for Medvedev. He's beaten Novak three times he's had some historical success against him he can go backhand for backhand he can use his length to his advantage but i just wonder i mean the, the vogage phrase of this tournament is, is scar tissue and i think to paul's point you've played a guy in a high stakes major final same surface within the year it didn't go so well is that going to rear its head when it's tight in the fourth set tight in the fifth set and i think that's as much a challenge as the X's and O's and the patterns, guys. Yeah, if it goes four or five sets, get this. I mean, Djokovic has won 25 of his last 26 major matches that have gone four or five sets. That only lost to Dominic Team at Roland Garros a couple of years ago. A lot more still to get to here on TC Live. An American shines in the junior event at the U.S. Open. We've got the best of the best. Some incredible shots over the past couple of weeks. And men's final predictions. Lindsay, Paul, and John tell you who's going to win it tomorrow. Welcome back. Emma Raducanu, your U.S. Open women's champion, had a career earnings of 303 grand before this tournament, made eight times that today. Layla Fernandez won our hearts all tournament long and was all class after the match. Today is going to be hard to recuperate, but Emma played amazing, so congratulate Emma and to your team. But you know what? I'm very proud of myself with the way I played these past two weeks, and especially having the crowd back, the New York crowd has been amazing, and it's definitely special for me to be here in the finals and having you cheering me on. Thank you so much, New York. Thank you, everyone. And Lindsay, she came back and, and, and talked about 
20 years after 9-11 and the strength that New York showed and how she hoped to have that same strength going forward. Uh, take a look at the comparison here. Ten matches. Emma Raducanu was on court less time than the seven matches for Leila Fernandez. Yeah, much tougher path to this final for Fernandez. No question about it. Had to take out players like Sabalenka, Osaka, Spitalina, three of the top five, and oh, by the way, Angie Kerber, who was playing her <laughs> way into form. So, much tougher path, but Raducanu, her performance from match one to match ten is absolute. I mean, we'll never see anything like it again. I mean, you guys had such a great point. When the draw first came Came out, we were picking winners. She wasn't even on the draw. <laughs> just in a spot that said qualifiers. So really hard to imagine this happening again. But if you have a dream and you can live it like Emma Raducanu, I mean, what a magical ride we were all witness to these last few weeks. That's the perfect word. It was pure magic for the star now from Great Britain. John, uh, maybe it was the fans being back, the upsets, these fresh faces. What, what stood out to you to make this so special? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, if we're talking about the tournament in general, I think it was just the sheer quality of competition. And sometimes we come as much for the performance. You know, Roger was masterful and, and Novak put on a display and Rafa and Serena. I, I think without three of those four here, it was so much more compressed in terms of competition. And again, I just think this match was such a wild card. And the fact that the fans really could appreciate just the randomness of it all, I think part of this is fans being back in a stadium. I think part of this is just, this is why we love sports, right? I mean, this is why it's silly to talk. I'll, I'll just expand this big. Serena's never going to win another major. Well, you know what? Someone ranked 150 just won a major. So this, this is why we play. This is sort of the beauty of the unscripted, unchoreographed virtue of sports. And we got it uh, in spades at this event. Yeah, this is what the dilemma is, right? We, we love our heroes. We love our legends that have done so much for so long. And then we're treated to this. We're treated to two new superstars who come on the screen and play such wonderful tennis and do it in a way that light up the hearts of so many people watching, which brings me to my second point. All those people watching once again reignited the electricity of the U.S. Open. There is no place like it on the planet. You go to Arthur Ashe Stadium for a night session. You go there uh, when the crowd is into it. It is spectacular. And I've got to say, this year, for about six days in a row, was the best tennis and the most exciting tennis I've ever seen there. I think that was part of it, too, right? The matches were so captivating. And that day after day, I mean, do you guys remember the first match of the tournament? Keys versus Sloan Stevens, 7-6 right. <laughs> right. in the third. I mean, that was a sign of things to come. I mean, the first match treated us to high quality, and every day after that just spoiled us. We, we love to see our heroes, but we love to see new heroes as well, and we saw two in that final today. Leila Fernandez and Emma Raducanu, two faces we're probably going to see for decades to come. Back on TC Live, a ceremony on court today in remembrance of the tragedy 20 years ago. The numbers, 9-11-01, written on the court throughout the women's final. A uh, day we must never forget to honor and celebrate the lives lost. We send our love, prayers, and strength to those who grieve their tragic loss. And on Tennis.com, see Peter Bodo and Steve Tigner discussing their memories of that day, John. Just a tragedy that is a sober reminder that tomorrow is never guaranteed. Yeah, it's, it's been a, a strange day 
here in New York. I mean, usually anniversaries are, are happy occasions and we, we like to, uh, to celebrate something and look back fondly. That, that is not the case. Um, I, I think in a strange way that the fact that both of these players that played in this final were born after 9-11 had some real symbolic value. And it was, it was a somber day. I mean, most New Yorkers, if you don't know someone who passed away that day, you know someone who knows someone. And it's just sort of a, a, a strange day. I, I think, honestly, I think the U.S. Open, the USTA really threaded this needle nicely where you couldn't let this day go unacknowledged. But you also need to acknowledge that time has moved on. And um, it, it was a sort of a, a moving ceremony. And then we got a tennis match out of it. And as a born New Yorker, Paul, I mean, this is something obviously that, that is near and dear to you, to all of us. But uh, I think the USDA handled this beautifully. Yeah, they did. It's, it's always a very fine line and a tight rope to walk. But, um, you know, the, the, this is a memory won't ever go away for me and, and so many other people that uh, were around and sadly saw it. But it's nice to have the remembrance. And then we saw some rejuvenation with two tremendous tennis talents celebrating new beginnings for them. Be grateful for every moment. Tell those who you love how much they mean to you. Uh, time now to get into some brighter news. And we have an American who won the junior singles title, Robin Montgomery. Lindsay, how about this? Uh, another player from the DMV, the JTCC, getting the title. Yeah, and maybe it'll be Robin Montgomery in a couple of years winning it all on the big stage at the U.S. Open. But congratulations, a junior U.S. Open title. That's just awesome. By the way, also won the doubles with Ashlyn Krueger. Wow. So great showing by the U.S. girls in the junior competition. Robin Montgomery. Uh, a lot of good things to come for the 17-year-old. We've been talking about teenagers all tournament long. Another one here, Robin Montgomery taking the title in junior singles. And we got an update today uh, from Raf Nadal and his injury, Paul. He said on Instagram he was in Barcelona to get a treatment on his foot, and he'll be a few weeks off track now. Yeah, well, let's hope it's only a few weeks. I mean, I, I don't love the crutches. That's not a great thing, but... Uh... Rafa will do everything he can to be ha happy and healthy quickly. He's uh, in the middle of a pretty heated race, so I think he wants to get out and play. But get healthy and get well soon, Rafa. Yeah, the uh, the bad news is Rafa's off his feet, and this is a rare injury. I mean, as much as there's good news, this is a familiar injury. I mean, I mean, this is essentially the foot injury that kept him out, get this, of the 2004 French Open. So at least he knows what he's dealing with, and by all signs, He'll be playing uh, back at it again in, in 2022. So uh, regardless of where this goat race and the slam race stands, good to have Rafa back next year. Yeah, I love the effort to try and get back out on court. But I feel like we're getting really creative for the word surgery. We had Novak the other a couple of years ago seeing medical intervention. Today we had medical treatment. Looked like he had a cast in crutches. So very sad to see that from Rafa. But um, hopefully we'll see him back on the court 2022. Yeah, but he, he was the guy that beat Medvedev, remember? The U.S. Open final a couple of years ago. Rafa Nadal, 20 major titles. Hope to see him back on court soon. We make our predictions for tomorrow's men's final when we come back. Emma Raducanu, the legend is born. Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Incredible! That's just big hitting there. Are you kidding me? Oh my goodness. Mark that down for best of the best.
Wow. <laughs> oh my, what a way to break. That was spectacular from Donna Vekic. But on the run, Vekic, what an effort. Talk about going to the extremes of the court and yeah. This one, oh, so good. Oh, wow. the day. Incredible movement. And just finding ways to get the ball back in play. It's a calf lead right there. <laughs> Always love remembering some yeah. of those moments that we forgot from earlier in the tournament. <laughs> I hadn't seen the Yastrzemska one. That passed by me on week one. Passed by her opponent as well. Yeah, exactly. Right, right around the post. And the net post. Uh, by the way, uh, Emma Raducanu did not make the best of the best, but she was in the end the best of the best. So we added one more. And how about this against Belinda Bencic? You said it, Lindsay. Uh, first top twenty opponent for the Brit, and comes through with this type of performance. Seem to see this the whole tournament from Emma Raducanu. Moving well along the baseline, has the power. The forehand up the line was the shot for her all tournament. She had the courage to go for it. She's so comfortable hitting this one. Look at all the power there. Is her forehand the, the best in the women's game now after oh, these three uh, weeks? <laughs> It was the best these three weeks. Yeah, it was the best. <laughs> I just want to go hyperbole. You know, I was like 18 years old, the, the best ever. Uh, speaking of the best, uh, we got a guy going for major number 21, a grand slam tomorrow. That's Novak Djokovic. John, we start with you. What's your prediction? Who's going to win? So you three are, are in the studio. I'm out here, so I can tell you firsthand there is an just absolute, unmistakable whiff of history. Um, I think Novak wins. I think he, he rises to the occasion. I think best of five is his ally. And I just, I, I feel like uh, we, we've got 24 hours from history, guys. John is going Djokovic. Lindsay, what do you say? Well, I never go against John. Okay. <laughs> I also think Novak is going to win. I wasn't so sure before the tournament, but watching him navigate his way through this draw, an incredibly tough draw, by far the tougher of the two roads of the two finalists. But he just has that look in his eye. And I... I think history is going to be made, and I think it's going to be absolutely awesome for our sport. All right, so John says Djokovic. Lindsay says Djokovic. Paul, I think you picked somebody else at the beginning of the tournament. I did. I've been saying Medvedev all along. And, um, look, you never want to bet against great. I always say that, and especially in a situation like this. But 
I, I just think Medvedev has all the tools that he needs to create discomfort for Novak. I think Novak has done an incredible job managing the situation. I think tomorrow it's going to be a little bit different. I think Medvedev is going to be able to free up and find ways at the big moments to believe in himself. The most important thing for me is that Medvedev is really fresh. So he's going to use those long legs to run because he's going to be running a lot. But I think he's going to win in just a squeaker. All right. I I can't wait. What about you? Come on. I think history's going to happen. Yes. I, I think Djokovic takes it. I mean, you guys got no guts. It's unbelievable. If anyone says, I walk on the fence anymore, you're in trouble. That's, that's touche. I did pick. Uh, women's final premiere is coming up in moments to see how Emma Raducanu was able to get her first major title. TC Live follows the men's final tomorrow. We'll talk all about it, whether it's Novak Djokovic with the Grand Slam or Daniil Medvedev, his first major title. And then, of course, you can watch that match following TC Live tomorrow. The four of us will be back then. She was the 10th best player in her country earlier this summer, now top 25 in the world and a major champion, a qualifier who brought extraordinary quality for three straight weeks. She got a message from the queen. Emma Raducanu is now a part of tennis royalty. Thanks so much for joining us on TC Live.